back everybody to Larps and Tarps talk about E3 of Empire 2022. Um, I think we finished off last week just post-battle. Uh, we were just eating a delicious post-battle meal at Morris. Uh, we just spoke about Green 69, I think. I Green 69. Was it the best 69 of your life? Uh, yes, it was. Definitely. Good uh, to wow. know. Number one 69 in my life. Uh, <laughs> definitely the greenest. Shrek um, would be happy. Horrendous thing for you to say. <laughs> horrendous. I feel, I feel this conversation is getting a little bit too intimate. This has got very blue very quickly. Um, oh, sorry, oh, this is Uncle Nietzsche unmasked. Yes, Under the mask, that's, I say. No, that's your late night talk show. We've discussed this. Um, so, yeah, we... I don't know where to start, really, well, we should probably just have a disclaimer. We do have studio dog today, so please forgive us for pitter-patters, squeakers. I think she has just chilled out, though, so Barking. I think hopefully we should be oh, okay. Oh, she looks like she's just napping now. Thank God. She just had a mad five minutes before this podcast. It's because she's a mad dog. Um, cool, so... Moorish. Moorish. So we kind of finished up with Emil there, but I think... Did I head straight off the door after that? I think you did, because we went off towards the league. I went to go to uh, the auction at Magpies. Mm. Let's start with that first, shall we? Okay, okay. so yes, I went to the uh, auction at Magpies Magical Tent. I don't know if that's his official name, but he's a very magical man, it feels like. So it feels like he should have a magical tent. So the auction was at his tent? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe he got given or sold very cheaply a big, big, big... I think it's probably about 10-person tent that his friend won in a raffle. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. That's wow. Cool. So it was great for like a ma- great magical emporium for a lot of storage. The auction. It was a very interesting auction. Uh, everyone got like a little uh, bidding number. Did you have one? Well, I came late to the auction. Uh, uh, so until I bidded for an item, I didn't get one. Uh, but yeah, missed the start of the auction. Uh, but there was a lot of bidding for little bits and pieces going on. So I remember a pair of pants got sold for a crown. <laughs> Lorenzo's pants for one crown. Well, they're, they're definitely Lorenzo's pants. But I, I thought I'd that like, was the point that they were selling all. I don't things. think the stuff before, like the last the few case. things, were Lorenzo's. But I, in my head, head cannon. I like to think they were all Lorenzo's things. Uh, but yeah, it was all selling like potions. Different bits of equipment, magical uh, items. I believe there was uh, some uh, building materials on uh, sale. Uh, I myself actually bidded for an important potion. Did you win? I was the only one to bid, so yes. Oh, everyone nice. feared uh, flashing cash against Uncle Nietzsche and the repercussions of beating him, so that's I'm my sure. head can of why no <laughs> one bid against him. Not that you probably paid too much for it. I think yeah, I got a very reasonable price. price. Oh, yeah? Yes, so after, if you've listened to the previous episode about the battle, you will know it was super hellish and I got downed about three times. Something was needed, something in case of a big emergency. And it just so happens that Magpie was selling, and this is what I'm telling myself, that it was Lorenzo's personal sovereign specific. Oh, do you think? I like to think it is. Didn't fucking help him in the end, did it? No, no. <laughs> this is the thing, it's such an expense. This is the thing, it's such an expensive potion that you don't want to drink it because yeah. you've spent that much money on it. Yeah, but, but if it's the Reaper that kills you off the bat, do you really have time to kill a uh, drink oh, potion? No, you don't. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. All the money in the world can save. So, I believe it's one of the best potions in Empire, or definitely a mid tier potion. Uh, I think it cures everything. It's, it's a high tier health potion. It cures cleaving, impale. weakness, impale, you can poison. Some. Venom. Venom, sorry. Uh, you can ignore my, traumatic wounds. Thank you, poisons. Oh, can you ignore traumatic wounds as well? Um, well, temporarily, like until you get off the battlefield. Okay, and it puts you up to Bleak. full hit points as well. Ooh. So it's one of the potions that I like to consider breaking case of emergency. Mm. So I'm thinking of putting, oh, this was recommended to me, put it on a chain, put the fizz rep round your neck, and just point, if you're down... Feed me this potion, because <laughs> it will save my life. Yeah. So, once you've taken a potion, how long does it last? So this potion, I think its effects are instantaneous. I don't, yeah. can't remember how long, if Kerry's right, that I can't be 
weakest, was it? Uh, well, no, it, it would clear, basically clear all the, like, you know, weakness or whatever effects he's got. Um, it would give him back all of his hit points. In terms of the temporarily ignore traumatic wounds, I'm not quite sure how long that lasts. But I assume it'd be like till you get off the battlefield or something. Well, um, look into that. Typically, traumatic wounds are like, if not addressed within this amount of time, it's a mm. problem, right? Yes, mm, so it might extend that time, maybe. Yeah, but I think you have. I think it's like half an hour or like a couple of hours or something before you would die from a traumatic wound, anyway. Depending yeah, on what it is. The one I got was like uh, within four hours you start to feel sick. Yeah. And then if you haven't had this dealt with half an hour before timeout CRF, which I think just means you, you die. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah. But anyway, I think I got it for a very good price. I bought it for a throne. So for a lot of more experienced players, that's chump change. But for me, that was a third of my income. So I think for my business this time, I got a throne, two crowns, six rings, and a couple of bits of uh, green iron. So how is it a third of your income? Oh, uh, well, third I, third of what I've got in my current... Oh, I see. But I was like... Okay. It was pretty much all my income I got yeah, from this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So it was a big investment. But I think for me, it was like a milestone. It was like, I've got a sovereign specific. So Yeah, that is a milestone. Because for context, like, I haven't yet made a throne. Kerry, only you've only just recently made a throne. And as an apothecary, it's my goal to make a sovereign specific yeah. at some point. Yeah, it obviously depends on what, um, is it called resources? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What resources you have, but it's, yeah, it's a big thing if as you're a, a new player. I, a new player. As a farmer, I've had several thrones. Mm. Yeah. All right for some. <laughs> I like to feel, if I burn through all my hero points, I do have a get-out-of-jail-free card with the sovereign specific, so I'm hoping it'll be worth every penny. As long as there's someone there to feed it to you. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully Mr. Salt will be there to just, like, put it in my mouth and just... Yeah, that's probably this... worth telling people. If you're on zero hits, you can't administer a potion to yourself. This is where yeah. it's made out of something non-endable and he actually pours it down your throat. Have you got the fizz wrap for it as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, Magpie let me keep the fizz wrap. Uh, nice. Obviously, it's not dr- uh, drinkable, but... It's yeah. beautiful, though. It's Can got, I... like, glitter in it. Mm-hmm. Can I suggest you replace it for like a shot of vodka or something? Yes, it would last, <laughs> and it might just get you going again. Perk you up. <laughs> Excellent. But I, I kind of wanted to like. It's a shame you can't feed it to yourself because I pitched myself two clean arms, just kind of shivering it up my body and trying to just like <laughs> drink it. I can uh, just imagine you wiggling around like a caterpillar. But yeah, there was a lot of cool items that on a sale at Lorenzo's auction. But the big one, well, there was two big ones. One was Lorenzo's doublet. So for those who do not know, Lorenzo, I think, was the richest player in Empire for quite a few times until he died at E1. Yes, he was. What's a doublet? Uh, a doublet's an item of clothing you wear, okay. like a like a jacket in the league. Uh, but his doublet had 12 thrown pieces stitched as buttons. Oh, Holy yes. shit. I think you mentioned that before Unfortunately, you that did not sell. Because uh, there was a retainer no, 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 no. on it for 30 thrones. Uh, so it couldn't have been the case where you would uh, purchase it and then, oh, I bought 12 thrones for a throne, for example. Yeah. That's so crazy that his fucking jacket had thrones for buttons. Yeah, it's fucking great. That's isn't disgusting. It? I think all the money that would have been made selling it was going to charity. Oh. I can't remember what charity it was. There was one that was going to the charity of the little mother. In-game charity. Yeah, that's why. It was that's going to the charity. charity. <laughs> Can you imagine being an out-of-character chat- company getting a bunch of fucking fake coins? <laughs> like, here's our donation. What the fuck is this? Yeah, I think it was to the church of the little mother that one was I going. I did not know there was in-game charities. Well, yeah, why, why? How? What? I don't know if it's like a charity, but that's where the money was going to. It was like a charity auction. I guess that makes sense, because I know that in Dawn there's the lady of the proffered hand who looks after slaves, so I don't know if it helps them do projects oh. and stuff. On Empire Wiki, I'm now going to put in the search bar charities and yeah. see what comes up. <laughs> uh, just a quick uh, finger before we keep recording in. We're not going to mention how much was allegedly in the uh, box. I didn't think the room. Oh, I was okay. going to leave it to you anyway. Cool, cool. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about it after. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, the jacket didn't... Well, the... Uh, what was it? Uh, doublet. Doublet did not sell. Obviously, I think Magpie put the retainer on. But thing that the people were there to buy was the mystery box. So story is, inside the mystery box was Lorenzo's cod piece. Um, Not when it was up for auction, was it? Well, yeah. Or did we just 
Or was that possibly one of the things that would be in it? No, the cod piece was in it. But oh, well, but there was other things as well. Well, we don't know what was in the box because no one's seen what's in the box. It's a bit like deal or no deal. Yeah. You don't know what's going to be in the box. Could be 50p, could be £1,000. But the, sto- the story is that Lorenzo's cod piece was in the box. And the story goes that he's had various amounts of money attached to the cod piece at any oh. given point. What, like with the doublet? Yes. So he's had, at one stage, a couple of rings attached. Another to time, his cod piece. Yes. Fuck this man. What the fuck? <laughs> well, this is the stories I understand. It. So does the money go up and down because of... I don't know. I don't know the story. <laughs> just just they don't have money yeah. ones next to his dick, yeah. I guess. I'm uh, literally imagining a man now in, like, sexy underwear that is just all coin. Yeah. Like, that is my only <laughs> Complete with, like, head. a bralette. Yeah. Coin. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a, been a stage where there's been, like, five thrown pieces attached. Oof. Is there five thrown pieces? I think there is five thrown pieces. Anyway, oh. the, the uh, number goes up and up and up until this legend has it. At one stage, there was two 100 thrown pieces attached to this cod piece. Wow. Okay. No way. That's... So instead of having, like... A money jar where you put your spare change in. Yeah, the yeah. understanding is he put it on his clothes, m- namely sexy underwear. Yeah, the coin cock. Is that what <laughs> a <coinage laughs> cock. Is that a roll in your quarters in your pocket? Are you just yeah. happy to see me? Both. <laughs> so I think this is where. The, this, you want to mug me? <laughs> <laughs> Take it. I dare you. <laughs> what are you going to do? Shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> jingle jangle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, no, I disagree. Keep it in. Yeah, anyway, where was I? So, <laughs> cod pieces. Cod pieces. Coin cocks, I think. Coin cocks, yes. So, the starting bid for the coin cock, I think, was quite a high uh, buy in. So, I think it was at least four thrones to get the buy-in, if I remember correctly. Okay. And then it turned into a bidding war between a Brass Coast family and I believe it was the Crimson Reapers. Ooh. Oh, wow. Uh, don't know if I'm naming name, but too late now. But yes, the bidding war went on and it was great to see it just getting higher and higher amounts of money. And as you know, a throne for us new players is a lot of money. Mm. Uh, I believe the bidding was just getting more and more intense. It stopped at 26 thrones, and I believe they came to an arrangement. They would split the cost if they could both see what's inside and split what's inside. Oh. Find that in the field, what was in the box, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately, was... only Magpie, who's dead, and the two people who purchased the box know what's inside for certain. I've heard rumours, but I don't want to say I've heard rumours, but you'll just have to go to one of those plays and find out what's in there. Oh. I would kill to know what's in Ask that box. Ask around. It'd be yeah. interesting. That's crazy. Again, my, my brain has just gone to a deal or no deal box where they open it and it's got sexy coin underwear in it. A lot of just lift it up. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a power move just to know what's in that box now. You could get such great game that's from it, I feel. But yeah, no, that sounds... So that's what intense. I did straight after Moorish. What did you guys get up to? Not anything nearly as interesting no. as that, I think. We wandered round, so I remember, because we definitely went to the marches after this, because... Oh, did we go straight away? So what happened was, I went to, after the after the battle... Um, we had Moorish. After the battle, I went back to Dawn. Oh, yeah. Took off all my kit. Mm, that's um, And then just waited around, waiting for... Uh, the dearly departed Roderick. I'm just picturing you just standing there nude at your tent door, yeah, just absolutely. waiting for Roderick to, yeah, <laughs> few so Roderick, to go past. Come back. That was it. We did go shopping because you'd been waiting. Yes, yeah, so I was just going to say Roderick. that. So yes. I'd been waiting for Roderick to come back, and I was really concerned and where it was. And eventually, we went off. Uh, but usually, I'm wearing like a tunic and stuff. I just went out. Literally, I had my antlers on. I was still wearing my flower crown and then just my shirt. I just felt I felt like I was so a no pants. No, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a black trousers. Are you going to talk about how we saw someone who we thought looked like Roderick? Yes, I am going to talk to that. You keep interrupting. <laughs> getting yeah, there. I thought we saw them before we went no, to the marches. Yeah, I'm not at the marches yet. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> he's, he's still in his underwear at this I'm point. Still in my pants. <laughs> okay. 
No, yeah, because we literally... In his pants. <laughs> this is going to be the giddiest one we've done. Yeah, Maybe it's... on par with Apothecary. Like... Oh, that... Yeah, I love What skill do you need to be an Apothecary again? Chirugan. <laughs> Chewbacca. Mm. Chewbacca. Um, we... Um, I literally... I was wearing my shirt, kind of like... I felt very underdressed compared to what I usually wear. And we were smart enough. And I went past one tent, and there was... Funnily enough, I'm pretty sure... The guy who was playing him was at least a Roderick. I can't remember if he still was. No, he was. And I went to wave to him and he just kind of shook his head and I went, oh. Yeah, oh, when no. I saw him, he like drew a line across his neck and I was just like shaking his head. I was like, oh. No, so this was someone else. So I kept this walking on. This was another person. I was like, oh, I've lost someone. Another, a different Roderick. I was like, I wonder where Roderick that I was. The other Roderick. Where yeah. the other Roderick's gone. And we were walking and we kind of came up to him. I was like, oh, I saw him. And I went to look at him and he just shook his head and I went, oh. No, no, he didn't. You said... Roderick, and he went, hmm? Hmm. Yeah. And we were like, who's that? Oh, no. Yeah, and we were like, walking back to camp, I was like, fuck. Uh, Which was awful. I've got a question. Is Morgan still alive? Morgan is still alive. Oh, he survived the session of Empire. Morgan the Briar exists still, despite it being three events. He's only had three characters. Ooh. Yeah, crazy. It's unlucky number three. Yeah, exactly. It could be lucky number three. It could be third time lucky. Yeah. This could be it now. Settle into it. Now that he's at it, to be fair, he's got a mask and everything, so it's like, let's he's, hope it I think works he's adjusted out. it now. It looks like a different kind let's of Let's put a bounty on his head, make it a bit more interesting than the anvil. <laughs> How much bounty is that we can afford? Like a ten ring bounty? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we cash in another bounty first, and then... Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, um... Despicable plans aside, we kept walking because we were looking for. Because you had your, have we spoke about your dog project yet? On the no. Podcast? So, on the book of faces, which is what we call it in character, but out of character, it's Facebook. Um, someone um posted, would anyone be interested in doing dog breeds of Empire? They had seen it be mentioned before and was asking for more information on that. Unfortunately, the person who had tried to do it before. Their character died, so it was a project that just had reached a loose end. I'm sensing this is a big problem in Empire Contractors. They just everyone keeps dropping down yeah. dead, unfortunately. Yeah, you start a project and then you can't fulfil it because you've just died. Yeah, so um, she decided to take the project on. Um, I messaged her and said I was interested in um thinking of some dog breeds so in my downtime that's what I did I researched some real dog breeds and kind of tried to translate them over to Empire um and we arranged to meet up in character in the marches which is where we're at now I think that's, yeah. that's enough information yeah so we set off to marches and we we're like right we need to find this person um and I think we must have asked every marcher oh, where this person was can I just say Partly because Morgan slash Tristan was dressed very un- underdressed as a Dornish person. The, the only Dornish thing I was wearing was my flower crown and my accent. Everyone was so kind. Like, they could just hear us walking around going, oh, do you think that's them there? Or, you know, like, kind of wandering around, sounding a bit lost. And there must have been about three or four people, maybe, like, maybe more than that, who were like, oh, can I help? And were so helpful, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Um, I mean, they, they pointed us in all sorts of directions, and we went here, there, and everywhere. Ended up um, outside someone's tent and was told, oh, unfortunately, they're getting changed at the moment, so to come back later. But I really appreciated it. It was a really nice feeling in their camp wasn't it well was just imagine helpful. if morgan was actually in his uh, well, dornish gear my favorite thing was because everyone was relatively nice when yeah. we were there i got a couple of it's funny because i did get a couple of looks a couple of people were going to talk to you and then giving me like a look trying to work it out you could tell until one person the guy we were talking to goes are you dornish i mean he goes mm, we don't really like the dornish over here and i we were just leaving with Tristan going see i told you they're not very nice <laughs> they just, well at least they're honest they just didn't know who i was <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, everyone was re- really helpful. I need to visit the marches. I've not been to the marcher camp yet, it's, really. It's fun. It's very it's marching. nice. It, yeah. it is actually really nice. Like you go there, and people are really helpful. And if they've got like an event on, it looks oh. really good. So yeah, they had a carnival thing, didn't they? I really wanted to go. To it that. was a summer fete, summer oh, fair. Okay. Um, it's very medieval England. That's the whole yeah. vibe. Yeah, it is. It is pretty nice. I, I think just, maybe I liked it so much because. 
I come from a village, maybe it just felt yeah. like a bit like home. Well, I've always <laughs> said I think I, I think Morgan's more of a marcher. Um, but Tristan's Dornish to his core. But it was really fun. I don't mean this in like a patronising way, but it feels really quaint. It's like a quaint English town vibe as you go around. But it's also really funny because I loved it. It was really cute little pubs and this and that. And then we got to like, there was like a little square that you could go in to recharge your batteries. Tristan was just kind of looking at me going, hmm, I don't know if I trust this march of nonsense because you're telling me to go in that square and I'm worried I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see more of the creepy march side because I know it's there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's what makes it more disturbing that it's, on the surface, it is really quaint and everyone's really friendly. So it's like hot fuzz. Through the I think the thing I was told it was like the Wicker Man as well. Yeah. It's that kind yeah. of vibe. Well, they used to do like literal Wicker Man yeah. festivals, didn't they? Oh, I feel like God. it's very like Verushka kind of witchery, but if you're playing The Witcher 3 and you go through one of the Vellum, uh, Vellum villages with all the peasants, like, are you a witcher, sir? My wife's fallen down a well. Yeah, you know, I really wanted to go and sit down and yeah, meet some Verushkans, but then someone told me that if I sat down in the wrong place, then I might end up dead in Verushka. Yeah. <laughs> you just have okay. to, if they invite you to eat, you have to accept it, because otherwise you could be a monster. Yeah. What if it's not vegan? Ooh. Well, I guess you're probably a monster then. Maybe you just mind eating. Or you could just say, um, do you have any vegan options? Yeah. <laughs> I think because I, I don't know the tradition well enough, but I imagine if they're like, if you have bread and water, that's at least, yeah, like, I you guess. Have bread and water. I guess that's kind of the but thing. But that's only if you go into their camp after a certain time, isn't it? I think it's just their camp full stop. I think. I don't think this could is, just be but, full I mean, on. to be fair, none of us are well versed in Varushkin traditions. Because so I think it's might, like, a, we might be just all yeah, making this up true. as we go along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we were rating the nations by which ones I wanted to join. I think Varushka was in my top five, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I just. I kind of want to be a marcher. <laughs> I, I, I'm very shallow. I, I'm very interested in the clothes. I like the embroidery that the Brushkins have. Mm, I mean, yeah. like, yes, that, that's oh, a very that strong little, reason for me to join. That the little caravan. gypsy caravan. Oh, my thing. God, it's amazing. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, because so we walked cute. through Varushka to get to the marchers. Um, but, yeah, we eventually got to a point where we had... We, you knew you were going to meet them again later, didn't you, basically? Yeah, I knew I was going at least. So that's something. Which worked. Um, and then... I can't remember. I honestly, most of Saturday's a bit of a blur for me. Mm. I know that I, I can't remember if this was before or after. I think, I think it was at this time when I was assisting someone. I was assisting Lady Lordine with a bunch of stuff. So we were running around um, talking to ambassadors. Um, I think most of that happened on the Sunday, to be fair. But we did a bit of like, we were looking for the ambassador to Yarm. Um, to find out some details. Uh, basically, she's like an advisor. Um, like a, a virtuous advisor. What, Lady Lordine? Lady Lordine. It's like yeah. something Imperial Consul. Consul. Uh, so we went to go see the Ambassador Tigan, but he was busy in the Senate. And then we went to speak to this... Oh, yeah, this was before, because we went to the Navarre to speak to the... Oh, not the Archpriest. What are they called? Who's Archpriest? Like the head of vigilance. Sounds right. Cardinal. Ah. Cardinal. Went to go speak to the Cardinal of uh, Vigilance because we had some information um, that I don't want to talk about on the podcast, but there was some information that they were passing around, some research that uncovered something. But that was really cool, to be fair, because I was following around. I was very much like, I have nothing to do in particular, but I'd like to see what aspects of the game I don't really know about. So I was like, oh, I'll tag along. We'll look at like the religion and politics aspect. Really cool, really interesting to kind of... Yeah, to be fair, I'd be quite interested in looking into the religion side of things. Like, not religious at all in real life, but I like... The way sounds really interesting. The religion game is sick. Like, yeah. I am very tempted to, like, either come back as a priest or dip my toes into priest a bit later down the line. But it is really cool, really interesting. And because I think, especially, you come from the real world where religion's a very different thing. Yeah. Whereas, yeah I was going to say, like, for those who don't know, like... Being a priest in the game doesn't mean, like, you take a vow of chastity or, um, yeah, or, or you, you don't drink or, yeah, there's nothing like that in it. It's no very no different. Way. Yeah. Let me hit you with my vigilance body pillow. The priest aspect is very different. It's kind of like, it's more like religion in England and Europe in, like, the mid, like, the 14th, 15th century when it was, like, politics it was like the archbishops and popes of different the archbishops and the pope of different countries kind of doing stuff 
And that's how it kind of feels. It all feels very political. I'll have to admit, like, hearing more about the priest game and the way from the Noobs at LARP episode, I'm torn now. If Uncle Nietzsche dies, do I go physic or do I go evangelical crazy street preacher of the way priest of the way i feel i feel like i feel like um you said prosperity priest would be funny prosperity or maybe ambition i think it's funny though because i I mean there's definitely different routes you can take because they were saying whether you can be political you can be just an advisor you can be very like zealous Um, i just love the idea of points in like hero but zealous preacher as well and just charging off into battle <laughs> screaming my lungs out that should be a skill battle priest just throwing changing all my money at the beginning of the game and just throwing coins at orcs <laughs> rapidly um but yeah that was a lot of my evening it was really cool i was really it was cool to be listening to hushed conversations around campfires of kind of like the political game and stuff. I was like, this is all very fucking intense. Yeah. Um, and then also hearing little snippets of like history that's not on the wiki that people know. I'm like, wait, what? It's like, because there's someone told us the history of Dawn, which I don't really want to say here because you can discover it in game. But I was listening to people like, oh, this history of Dawn. I was like, what? Because obviously I've done a full episode on the history of Dawn. I was like, oh, so the stuff that's not on the wiki, like it's like other stuff in the, in the Umbro Library. As if, I mean, the wiki's so massive as it is. There's more. And there's more. It's like, there's like I say, it's like you go to the library and there's like really deep lore on where the different nations have come from, what they've been doing. And like, that yeah. hardly seems fair because you only have a weekend. <laughs> you right. can just have, you have your whole library. life. Just trying to find out everything. Yeah, but you can buy books from the library as well, to be fair. We, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that include like um, one-off? Text or like ones I, that aren't like newspapers. I guess so. I don't. I don't know. Do really. they sell Empire Smut there? Not in the library. Probably not. Oh. But they, they are. They are working in a smut That's library. Someone's shit. working in a smut library. <laughs> aren't they? Well, they want to get a smut library pass through Senate, I believe. I think. <laughs> what nation's that? I have no idea. But um, I'm jealous. But then the other thing I know was going on. There was a big fancy meal happening in Dawn, um, with some very intense uh, themes going on but there's going to be a cocktail party later which is where I told multiple people to meet me yes. uh, including we did you guys so what have you been up to in the kind of interview oh Kerry hours? you haven't spoken yet shall we yeah so I loitered around near you with the auction for a little bit but then I went off to try and sell some potions And yeah you didn't see anything that was particularly appealing to you no um, um yeah you go to the herb well, option uh, that was on the Sunday. Oh. Well, it wasn't an apothecary auction, which was an auction where I knew I could find some herbs. But oh. that was on the Sunday anyway. So I wandered off to try and sell some potions. Didn't really have much success with that. And eventually we found our way to the boar's head. And we were helping sort of watch the stall a little bit whilst the owners went and did various bits. I've seen folks, Matt. That looked really good. I had a hell of a lot of fun flogging their alcohol. So much fun. Uh, any listeners who do go to the boar head, any heretical statements I said were on my head and not the owners of the boar head. Though I don't think he's too bothered. I mean, the stuff he was saying about orcs. Oh, <laughs> In that, character, that was, Yeah, we'll talk about that a bit later. But yeah. what was the one... My, my line that got a lot of curiosity in the um, alcohol was, alcohol so good that it will speed your soul through the labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of the orcs asked if it would help them jump the abyss as well. I was like, I don't know about that, but it might give you a soul. <gasps> oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? I forgot you said that. Oh, my God. To be fair, he had a laugh and had a drink. Yeah, he, he, yeah it was very good humoured. I think most people are, like, I mean, yeah. depends. You don't Particularly want... orcs. Yeah, like, either, yeah, either that or your name is now on a fucking list. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm probably everyone's His list. His name must be on a list just called, just called an orc soulless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he laughed politely. And well, he has a soul now. <laughs> Because he You're drank from the bottle's head. He drank that sweet, sweet elderflower <laughs> cider. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he was even flogging, because obviously they have non-alcoholic drinks, so even kids that walk past it, but like, here you go. <laughs> Would you like a non-alcoholic beverage from this tavern? You have to pay for it, though, child. <laughs> no, the non-alcoholic one's free. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 But, but the rest of the bars with prosperity prices, I was quite chuffed at myself. I managed to sell a couple of drinks for two crowns. Oh, Did well, you? I would just like nice. to say that uh, it's very unneachy of you to not charge children. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not my bar. It doesn't matter. You should have said. Because the bar's that was free to so give it to them for free. Charge them five rings and keep the cash. Kids make so Kids make, kids make Oh, yeah. yeah. 
money. Tempting, Honestly, tempting. the amount of kids that came to try and sell me things, and I couldn't bring up my confidence to speak to anyone anyway and try and sell things. And I'm I'm there struggling to talk to people, and this kid's like, "Hey, do you want to buy this?" And I'm like, "No, but you're cute." Tempting, <laughs> I'm literally to just like, yeah, like. Yeah. I literally would like give. I will give you all my money. Do you not because... have any like relatives that you could adopt for the weekend? And my you could little brother and sister. My little brother and sister's response to me telling them about LARPing was literally one word. Nerd. A bit cringe. That's that's, that's, that's two I mean, that's words. You, but... Oh right, fine. which is in itself a bit cringe. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of went cringe. I think yeah. one of my highlights of the boar's head though was. One of the two owners' characters died on the field that day. That's a highlight yeah. for you? No, no, no. no. The, the, the aftermath his, is uh, a highlight. His uh, villain character, though, who will not be ne- back next season, so you can't lynch him. Yeah. Uh, was a there? I can't remember his name, but, but he, he was played a, the dad. He played the dad because they were brothers. Very anti-orc man. Well. He, he, felt, he felt he was going on about how orcs should be slaves and stuff like that. And weren't they very near the orc yeah, camp? Yeah, they were. Li- well? They're literally across from the orc camp. He, he was they're... saying how they set the business up to keep an eye on the orc camp. He says the Navarre had the right idea by surrounding the orc camp in yeah. case they get any ideas. The Navarre camp just happens to be like around the orc camp, and the orc camp's kind of in the middle. He played such good game. Yeah, there was yeah, a couple of people who sat down there. He was going through his whole anti-orc spiel and just seeing some of the players' faces go bright red. Hands and like white-knuckled. Yeah. Uh, he was saying at one point, he's like, I hate being this. I, I hate playing this yeah. character, but... Honestly, I didn't know what to say when he started talking about it to me. I was looking at him like, mm-hmm. like my social anxiety. <laughs> like, nice. I don't want to disagree with you because social anxiety yeah. and this is just a game, but also, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> when we went on Sunday, I think there was a couple of people who started agreeing with him because the orcs did not take the field. Oh, yeah. And I think... This is getting getting into Sunday. Yeah, this is... uh, It was... His character was such a highlight for me. I remember sitting down to him... Him talking about his anti-orc views and then talk Uncle Nietzsche's theories about the Valorn to this one Navari guy. And you could see the poor lads, young lads' face getting redder and redder, not knowing what type of scenario he's walked in He's on. like, I'm in the wrong bar. Yeah. For all intents and pay, uh, purposes, Uncle Nietzsche has nothing against dorks. He's perfectly fine oh, with yeah. them. He just loves the boar's head alcohol so much. So it was a lot of fun for me just to be a bar stall tender for about an hour whilst yeah. they went off and did other character stuff. And I and so at the same time, we're sort of as he was doing this, I was helping you with it for a bit, but then I ended up getting roped into um, manning the stall in the Navarket um, for them as well. So for about two hours, I was sat with like a few bottles of booze and some trinkets. Um, trying to remember how much everything cost because nothing was labelled and trying to peddle it to um, anyone who would walk by, which was quite good because um, I hadn't added, actually had much game up until that point. Um, and funnily enough, someone came over asking me if I was an apothecary because they were making a list of Navari apothecaries and I was like, I'm very clearly a brass coast uh, person. Um, but yeah, sure. Um, but I was with an apothecary from Navarre, so that's nice. why I was like, yeah, yeah, add him to the list. Uh, and that was quite good because then um, there was some action going on as well around us because you were there with me for a bit as well, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, once, uh, once the barman returned, I went to see how you were doing because I had a bit of time to kill before I had to go to a meeting. But uh, in the Navarth kit, there was all kind of little bits going on. And I believe Talus uh, Ashbourne was there with his magnificent bubbles. Yeah, it was brilliant. His face and his showmanship oh, really I'm... was so fantastic. See, the little kids all yeah, playing with the bubbles. There was at one point a little, sort of maybe four-year-old running around with these giant bubbles, and the bubbles were almost as big as the child. And the oh look on God. his look on this little kid's face was just like <gasps> amazing. But I don't know what it says about my personality, but. I don't know if it's Tom getting jealous at Uncle Nietzsche, but he had to have a go with these bubbles. Yeah. So I went to approach uh, Talis in the most Nietzsche theory thing I could think of. I was like, excuse me, sir. How did you, Navari, capture these souls? These are souls flying around, right? (laughs) 
representation going towards the labyrinth, you pulled them out right, and it's like, no, sir, this is alchemy, and he gave a really good counter spiel. Oh, it, was, it was beautiful. <laughs> I even let me b- try and blow some bubbles, which I completely failed at the first time, but the second time round, I got it. It looked like it was harder than it looked because I saw someone else giving it a go as well, and it took her a little bit of time to properly get it going. But that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think my highlight probably from that day possibly was when after the two hours um the dad character came to like clear away the stall and stuff and it was also the the festival of broken wheel which in the brass coast is like the one time you can lie and you know it's a bit of a pranky kind of festival and i didn't really know how i was gonna act that out in character because i hadn't really like found my feet especially in character anyway um but this this guy was so it's hard not to um joke around with him because like he was like I was telling him how much I'd sold and I'd mentioned that I sold one of my potions because I had my potions on the store at the same time. And he was like, oh, well, how much commission are we getting for that then? And I was like, oh, well, no, you've got to give me a commission and whatever. And as he was taking things back, we got back to the um, the, the actual bar and he'd carried the crate back because I had my potions crate, obviously. And then he was like, oh, why didn't you carry this? That wasn't very good. And I was like, I did. I just passed it back to you. You said you were going to give me four crowns for carrying that. Uh, <laughs> and it was just little things like that. Because he kept trying to get money out of me. And I was like, no, no, you said you were going to pay me. Did he pay you? No. Well, oh. I thought well, I did get paid for my time, but obviously not four crowns. That's I got a paid shame. a crown an hour for man in the stall. Nice. And I got cool. a free drink while I was on it as well. Hell yeah. Yeah, though a, a wasp did fly into my free drink. That's so horrendous. That is Tragic. awful. Yeah. Though it did give me an opportunity to sell my potions as well. And as I say, I did manage to sell one of them. Hmm. Which I only managed to sell four potions the entire weekend. And two of them were to you and Nietzsche. Um, so. Well, you did sell one on the stall, then you sold yeah, so your anti Bentman. And then I managed to sell one. It might have been the Sunday, actually. And I also sold some hers when we were loitering around in the Navarkit waiting for the octopus. Because as we were doing, the, uh, as I was sat at the Navarkit, we heard someone saying that the octopus was going to be played there which is a, a play run by some Freeborns that we've heard about from the Larps Noob, Noobs podcast, and we were so, very excited to see. <laughs> it just very much sounded like you said, like, Larp Nude. And I was like, that's... <laughs> There's a Larp Sorry, did, did I mispronounce that? Sorry. Um, yes, the Larp Nudes. Um, <laughs> yes, sorry, that's the Smut Library. met up again. I can't remember... I think we came to find you because yeah. we had a bit of time to kill before it happened. Yeah. So we came to see if we could find anybody and brought you back there. Yeah, with with Saturday being a bit of a blur, we I think you still had stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we all like met up again, didn't we? Yeah. I think before I met you guys though, I actually had you a meeting, that meeting yeah. at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep, once the meeting's done, then I get the night off and uh, we'll go do that sort of stuff. So at four o'clock, the League National Block had a little meeting where we got everyone in the block was invited for a little bit of a social, uh, just get to know each other, discuss how the battle went. Uh, it did feel very serious this time because of how the battle went uh, on Saturday. Well, the battle went really well. Oh, we won. Oh, wait, no, yeah. But uh, it was a hard press win. quite a few casualties, weren't you? So I think... Weren't you forgotten about? Allegedly, the <laughs> national block. The was... league national block forgotten about? No, Never. surely not. It, it's like the people who carry the team just get forgotten at the end. It's yeah, such a shame. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it, I think it's a great idea. It gets the uh, mili- the whole of like the league's main military block to know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, creates a much more of a camaraderie, 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 yeah. camaraderie kind of vibe. Uh, a lot of this one was discussing what we could do better in uh, future battles. So I think we did, did a lot of discussing about running. I think because I think in the battle, the running was really strange between messengers because our general mm. got like two conflicting orders within 20 seconds. Oh. oh. I think he even said at one point a runner came up to him, gave him this order, but the field marshal was close enough to say, Did you actually say that? She's like, No. So, weird. so the orders on Saturday were apparently really skew. That's no good. Yeah. Yeah. So we were discussing how we can uh, get leagueish orders filtered throughout the national block more efficiently with less bullshit involved. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I I know one particular runner, and if you're listening, you'll know who you are. I won't name and shame them. Who uh, first time they were a runner was at E one, and they literally took the wrong message. So they were supposed to say... What were they supposed to say? 
they're supposed to say something like, we need you for backup. And what they actually said was, we're coming as backup. Oh, no. Oh, Christ. Which was uh, not a mix-up you want to make. Uh, I'd be mortified. I have no idea. We frequently remind her about it. but it Oh, is. I would be mortified. Half the population. Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's discounted mis- from this. That's a mistake. Yeah, we narrowed it down. Yeah. That's a mistake that can cost you a battle. Oh, that was rough. Well, um, it turned out the league this time had a magical, mythic, mythical runner who was really good was really fantastic with getting the orders across uh, to and from the field marshal to the general, survived the battle, but once the battle was done, he just disappeared and we never saw him again for the rest of the event. That's, That's crazy. So, so he's like the mythical, legendary messenger that was really did us really good. It was just the freeborn the doing the um, whole broken wheel festival thing, yeah. pretending to be a leagueish man. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously we're way better... Um, a lot of things. <laughs> oh, let's, let's talk how many people died on Sunday, shall we? Brass Ghost. But, yeah, let's talk about that, shall we? We'll do that tomorrow. We'll uh, talk about that tomorrow. Later, we'll yeah. talk about how we annihilated the Freeborn tomorrow. But yeah, uh, the meeting was really good. Uh, they provided all drinks there, biscuits and whatnot, kept us watered and fed. Uh, we were discussing about what we could do better in training. Uh, I think uh, our skirmish captain was stepping down, so we wanted to see who would... Uh, wanted to rise the occasion and become the new skirmish captain. So these meetings, I think, are really, really valuable to be a concise, hard-hitting military unit. It's a good game as well, isn't it? It's a good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. Team. Good work, team. <laughs> uh, it was great. Uh, there was a bit that was like, so, out of the national block, who's coming on the really important league skirmish tonight? And everyone around the table put their hands up except me and Mr. Salt who were just like sinking down behind the table. They had a very important show to watch. Uh, the cock de puss. Well, we, there was multiple reasons. One of the, the one of the main ones being I had COVID a couple of weeks before and my breathing wasn't too good at the time. Eight of those reasons were the different legs of the cocktopus. <laughs> there was the cocktopus as well. Uh, there was also the fact that being the only two representatives of the Jolly Jackdaws, we did not want to get wiped out before we really got the guild off the ground. Because we've yeah, got quite a few fair. more members next time and we're going to be taking so many more skirmishes. But this time we just did not want the guild so, and its master to be wiped out in one hit. If you die, will um, Mr. Salt take over or will it be your friend who is in the black and green? We, we're, we're going to be discussing this next se- uh, next session. You definitely the, have uh, a little Jolly Jackdaw meeting. Yeah, we're going to be having a little meeting at one of the pubs. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be uh, discussing who's going to be taking over my rank if I die or step down. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason we said we weren't going is, like, oh, if all you lot dies... There needs to be someone allowed, uh, alive to dig the graves and train the next national block. <laughs> Very bleak. <laughs> so Salt's going to dig the graves and you're going to train the next national block. Well, I got busy working with the uh, like, boar's head again. I feel like Salt being like the, the second in command for every leader would be a very kind of like he's wizened and old from looking oh, after something yeah. fucking leagueish. I also love how stoic he is, like how, yeah. he, how he plays it. Is really good. It's just to fluff up your ego if you're listening, Salt. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till next time because I'm going to have Salt as my uh, left hand man and I'm going to have Reiner as my right hand man. So I've got my bodyguard on one side and my accountant on the other. Brilliant. Yeah, it's like um, brains and brawn are like, you know. And then Tom as well. <laughs> and then Tom. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking, very much looking forward to the next event. So, Morgan, do you have anything else to add before we get onto the octopus fun? I think I'll probably talk about my only, I think not, of the event, mm. which was uh, my experience at the Sentinel Gate. Um, I've actually spoken to PD about this, and we've kind of had a chat about it going forward, but I just thought it was worth pointing out. Because mm. it'd just be good to know, just to give feedback on what I heard, and it'd be I, interesting to hear if other people think the same thing. I hear thing. a lot of people had the same issue as you, or yeah. quite a few. So... Um, for those that we have spoken about, for those you don't know, there is something called um, skirmishes, which are minor conjunctions, like smaller battles that happen over the course of the weekend. You can die in those. You can die in all of them, but they're very deadly, yeah. And um, so I had a few that I wanted to go on, but as fate would had it, I was only able to go on one in the end. So I got to one. I'm and... glad you got to one. No. Oh, no. I got to one that I was thinking of going on, twofold. 
So I was like, it's fine. I think it bounced. I was like, this is too far. I was like, that's fine. I'll go on the next one. Uh, so I left, came back pretty early, um, getting ready for the next one. People started to arrive. We queued up. Uh, and then we got to the little gate. I got bounced. So that's the second skirmish I wasn't able to go on. There was one right so after. bounced when there's too many of you. Sorry, yeah. So bounced is like, as you're all going through the gate and then the refs or the gate magically stops someone going through. And I got bounced twice right at the front. That's so oh. And so that was three skirmishes I tried to go on wasn't able to. And it was really annoying, especially because I was with the lady that plays Lady Lordine. Uh, and she wears plate, so you've got to get all that on, which takes ages. I was wearing chainmail, which is heavy and doesn't take as long, but it's still annoying to get on. You have to still take precious minutes out of your roleplay to get into your armor. So I was at the Presental Gate for like an hour and a half. Oh, that's a lot of lost a time. A lot of time I had lost. Just really annoying trying to get through. There was one last skirmish to go on, but I wasn't really bothered by it. And I didn't really know anyone that was going on it. It's dangerous to go on a skirmish where you're not with people that know you. Yeah, I'd say you want at least five or six people from the same nation who are going to have your back. Yeah, exactly. There was people from my nation, but just I know them well. And I was kind of like, I don't don't want to die on a skirmish I don't really care about. Yeah. With people that don't know you. People that don't know me that aren't going to risk anything. That would be heartbreaking, wouldn't it? And And I just kind of was like, I was talking to the person I was with and we were both really good. I was like, I don't think it's worth it. It was really good, and it wasted a lot of time, and I don't know what the solution is. So, speaking to PD, we were talking about, like, sign-up sheets feel a bit out of character. Um, I think it's just with the massive influx of new players. Uh, yeah, but it, just... it, it's how do you do it? Because I know the, the one it's, format wasn't was... Wasn't it that it had changed recently how they'd done it? Yeah, well, it, right? it used to be, I think, that it would be, like, they'd release the minor conjunctions, and they'd be, like... This is relevant to this nation, so the skirmish captain of this nation will do it. But now it's more a case of, um, okay, so this particular skirmish is relevant to this particular person, and they will be the skirmish captain. Irrelevant of all this. And it was like, they're important in charge of organising it. And it just feels a bit more chaotic. It feels a bit more... It was just frustrating, because I wasn't able to get on any of the skirmishes I wanted to get on. I don't think you could go by nation, because then you need a load more for Navarre and Wintermark with how big their nation is to get... Yeah, I don't know. And the thing is, and the thing is, it was I was saying this in my emails. I was like, "This is very much just I don't have any solutions to this. I just know." And I, and I think it's just is, more uh, feedback, isn't well, it? They, that you found it was an, an issue. Exactly, and they said that to me. I said to him, "Hey, I just so you know, like I'm not. I, I absolutely love the game. I had an amazing weekend. This is the only thing that I went. I didn't have fun with that. Like made me go. Oh, that was kind of like not on me. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, this mm-hmm. is stuff that's happened around the game." I was like, uh, you know, I love the game. I love it. I just thought you'd be worth it. And they were like, absolutely. It's good to know what people are, how people are feeling. Um, so I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how <laughs> how to, what's best moving forward. It's a lot of skirmishes. Some seem more popular than others. Like the one mm-hmm. I got onto the Friday night was only a small 20-man one. Yeah. Or 20-person one, should I say. Uh, but I think we need at least 10 people from the league to get on that one. So it's swings yeah. and roundabouts with what you can do I just don't know how the best and I think I think one solution is maybe someone who's in charge of it has to get a list of names that are going but then you end up with this one person knows 25 people they always bring them and then maybe some extras which is shit for people who don't know the game yeah because our friend um, Jack when he was at Navarre he encountered that as being an issue yeah so he went I think he went I think it was a skirmish must have been he wanted to go on a skirmish um but it turns out that everyone who wanted to go on a skirmish had all signed up and sorted it on Friday and he hadn't realized so when he'd got there and um, everyone was like they were like oh no we've already sorted out who's going yeah so, so i don't know what the solution is basically that's the that, i guess that's the thing it's like there's problems either way hopefully we could they're able to work something out it'd be great if they had like a big fish tank and you put your ping bomb ball in and count the ping yeah, pong balls i was saying i mean this is probably the argument it's not very in character but i think you should Put your name and into the goblet of fire. What your um, skill is, whether you're like an archer or yeah. a mage, yeah. or and have them in like separate hats, and then pull them out of the hat. So you've still got a well. It's well represented. Um, so you've not just got like five mages going. Yeah, in. I was gonna say, yeah. can you imagine a slaughter battle where you just sent all physics to the front yeah, and that's the, it? Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, even even if you had, like, the skirmish captain has, like, right, you have to find 60 people to come on this, you need to reserve 10 slots for new people who are new to Anvil. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. But everyone else can be whoever, whoever you want. That, that'd be the honesty policy, though, because you would, wouldn't want an experienced player. game. a lot of Anvil is about honesty policy, yeah. isn't it? But I just think yeah. having something like that, so it's like, right, okay, so this is our team. You can invite people you know, but... You, it's kind of like, please, you have, like you say, an honesty thing. It's like you have to reserve a spot for new players that want to join. If they don't join, fine, whatever. You fill fill the gaps. And if people don't turn up, I feel like you're absolutely, let's put a black mark next to their name just to be like, unfortunately. Unless you, you can always have people, you know, on a waiting list sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, you could have people, you could say, well, you're on a reserve, so just so you know, you like might maybe, get maybe to show up, up and you just might not. Get on. Yeah, Any not... solutions just gonna be so time consuming. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky. To Unfortunately, we do live in the real world. Yeah, the real world has inconveniences. <laughs> but and... nonetheless, after two hours at the Sentinel Gate and no fighting, I was pretty yeah. miffed. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, to be honest, in part why I ended up doing a lot of the politics stuff with Lady Lordin because I was like, yeah. I want to do some game. Yeah, yeah. And you have game, so I'm going to follow you and find some game with you. Whether you, you might... like it or not, <laughs> yeah. you might as well have just been loitering with us in Navarre. <laughs> Since you were just standing around. Yeah, exactly, army. exactly. Um, but then had a really fun evening being an aide. Mm. And then went back to the glorious... Because we said... I kept, I kept saying, so House Degov... Oh, I always worry I'm going to get this wrong. House Degovain were having a cocktail evening. Cocktail yeah. pie. And I was like, hey, folks, there's a cocktail party at Degovain. I think you're fine to come. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I like think. that. Yes. Yeah, I, I think like, you did say, like, you might not get in, so I, just show up. I do love the yeah. strange look when you rock up to an official party with your travelling companions from all over the it's empire. It's so funny. I'm like, hi, this is, uh, this, is my, uh, this is my winter folk friend, this is my freeborn friend, and this is... Yeah, because they were giving out cocktails for free and I had to insist on paying them as a freeborn. Oh, I was like, no, no, I'm going to give you five rings. That's so good. <laughs> this is my Navari friend, this is my yep. leagueish yep. best friend forever. I think my favourite thing is that some people do know who you because I talk about you, and yes. they go, oh, this is Uncle Deech. I'm like, yeah. yes, this is Uncle Deech. I think we need to start talking about Tristan in the league camp and make his name. <laughs> and how dashingly handsome and capable he is. Yes, that's definitely no, how we'll phrase it. Really disappointed. Oh, rude. <laughs> just put a, a poster of Tristan with just like knives sticking out of it on a notice board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me and uh, me and uh, Jack, who also plays the Changeling, have both like um, we blame everything we do on the Summer Realm. So you know how mm. there's that thing going round, which was like, oh, thanks Obama when Obama yeah. was president. Mm. Now we just think, thanks Summer Realm. Like <laughs> every time something goes wrong, thanks Summer no, Realm. Like, hashtag cheers. just changing things. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we're angry or angry or vain or arrogant, thanks Summer Realm. Not my fault. So all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, you, it's 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 me. How did you find the politics game then? Sick. I, I kind of already spoke about it, but it was really interesting. Yeah. Don't want to talk about you can't stuff. really go into too much detail, no, can you? Uh, but but awesome. I, I love that. I love that you keep telling us like, oh, there's there's all this stuff, but I can't tell you. Yeah, the stuff. <laughs> it's just fun to see you so like at the brim of life. Just um, stop blue ballsing us, man. <laughs> oh, dude, it's a fucking. It's I feel like a, he's uh, the one who's blue balls. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, so Emma, what did you do in the afternoon? Um. I can't remember where we got up to. I think I think last time I spoke about going to March since she wasn't there. So mm-hmm. um, I think I met up with you briefly. I think we might have done a little bit of shopping from what I remember. I think that was Sunday, wasn't it? I mean, to be fair, I think every day we... we got... I got my cape, do you remember? Didn't oh, I? yeah. Oh, you, yeah. That, you were there yeah. as well for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so very briefly. Yeah, some, somewhere in, in there, that's what we did. Um, I think I had a bit of a wander around with Morgan slash Tristan... Um, and then I think we got back to our tent and you had something important to do. I think it it might have been Lady Lordine was looking for you, so you went off to do your Could have been. political game stuff. Um, me and uh, re- reincarnated Jean. Oh, yeah, was, Roderick. Someone who looks who very similar once, to Roderick. Yeah, who was once Roderick. Um, One of the Rodericks. <laughs> yes. Um, um, we went to March camp because he wanted to see what was happening with the summer fair and I wanted to see if I could catch up with my um, dog breeds friend. Um, so, yeah, we headed off to the March camp. Um, myself and the dog breeds um, friend, we had a very productive chat. It was really nice. We're both just super excited about dogs because who isn't? Um we were sort of like saying stuff in character and then being like, 
I'm thinking of a corgi. That's what I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, kind of like trying, to, like trying to describe our breeds, but also being like, just so you know, this is like what I mean. Yeah. Um, and that was really nice. We had a nice chat. Um, she kind of showed me a little bit of the marchers camp, um, and then we went our separate ways. And then, don't know what happened in between, but then I, I went to the Artisans Guild meeting, um, which was really interesting. Um, There's some really useful information that came out of that that actually helped Morgan's game and um, the lady who plays Lady Laudine's game later on. I feel like we need to get this Lady Laudine on the podcast. She yeah. seems to have more of a mention than the rest of us put yeah. together. <laughs> Yeah, she does some really cool stuff. Um, So I had um, some like really interesting information. I thought, oh, I'm gonna stow that away and maybe mention that to a couple of people later, just to help my game later on. A lot of game is just like having a bit of gossip. That's a good point. I forgot there's an apothecary guild actually, so I should really get into that to get myself a bit more game. Yeah, I should really check out the apothecary guild actually because I kind of Mm. forgot that they were there because there's like a membership fee to be there so when I first heard that I was like oh never mind but then now that I've got a bit more money I feel like I wouldn't mind because it's not expensive I don't think well I don't know if it's like this with the Apocrypha Guild but with the Artisans Guild for the first year you get it free okay um and with and... ours it's to do with having access mostly to the commission book okay. so anyone can attend the general meeting um and it's more to do with, like, you've got access to customers, I suppose. Is, um, is the Apothecary Guild and the Artisan Guild, are they in the same tent still? Yeah. They were, uh, yeah. yeah. I think it. I think the Artisan's one is before the Apocryphy one. Okay. So I it's think just they follow after. straight into, yeah, yeah, straight into the next one. I'll ask um, around at E4. Yeah, no, it's, it's worth going. Um, and I like it, too, because you see all sorts of different people there so there's like everyone of every nation Mm. um when i I went yeah when i went to e1 there was like people crafting there as well and i just thought that was really cool (laughs) yeah um and what was useful as well is um with me finding it quite hard to approach people and kind of like I don't want to just out of the blue being like, do you want some iridescent gloaming? Which is like yeah. a resource I have, which seems just, very I'm random. Picturing uh, SD now with a big uh, matte coat, hey kid, yeah, this is gloaming. <laughs> or just like running up to someone, grabbing them by the collar, and being like, buy some iridescent gloaming from me. Um, <laughs> so um, they what? kind of said, oh, um, we're running low on iridescent gloaming, so if anyone wants to do a trade, and I was like, yes. So yeah. I like literally got there like straight away after the meeting, like I'm gonna sell my iridescent gloaming. Like yeah. no one has like if anyone gets in front of me, I'm gonna be very upset. I think I definitely um, have to get into the apothecary guild because I had no idea who to sell what to, and I was yeah. like, I need to sell things. I'm walking around with well, my little stall. You had a bag of all sorts of shit by the end of the weekend. Well, yeah. all sorts of me? shit that I need. Oh can no, I, just say? Yeah. I didn't mean that like derogatory. You just remember looked in, it was like, oh my god, there's like oracle coming here. There's all sorts. Yeah, yeah. So, all you have is like rings and thrones and crowns, but we actually have. Product. Oh yeah, all yeah. I have is rings. <laughs> throws the crowds how sad yeah but in your pack it's a lot more exciting yeah, so that's true. you literally get like a slip of paper and some money don't you whereas we get like loads of i mean i just get herbs <laughs> but still My, mine yeah. is like and i know i know exactly what i'm gonna get as well because <laughs> it's the same every time yeah i mean i only get iridescent gloaming but oh, it's still exciting yeah because you've got actually a physical thing yeah there. um yeah. and it has like a little butterfly symbol on i love it yeah. Um, so Cute. yeah, I kind of did a trade and got Oracalcum and, oh, I can't remember what the other one was. The only, the only thing I couldn't get was, um, Dragonbone. Mm. Uh, Jack was trying to sell Dragonbone all weekend. <clears throat> oh. Well, I was trying oh. to find you at that, for that auction Everyone because they were selling it. all that stuff. I was like, I was asking everywhere, like, you know, I'd overhear people and say, oh, have you got Dragonbone? And they'd be like, oh no, I've just sold my last stuff. I, I think he uploaded it to the boar's head, if I remember correctly, for price or a little under. Oh, so maybe you should ask them to sell you something. I feel like they we, seem to buy and sell I everything. can't believe that we... That's literally, so that's funny. Hilarious. That, anyway, that, that's life, I suppose. Oh, it was a jack or... It might not have been it might been it might have been Mr. Salt actually. Yes, Mr. Salt mm. had Dragon Bone. No way. Oh well. That's slightly less annoying than if it was Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only met 
salt like once or yeah twice. exactly um so yeah, yeah we 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 come to the cocktopus i suppose yeah well the tail end of the cocktopus to tell you the truth <laughs> yes. oh, as it were just the tip we'd literally yeah, heard literally We'd literally heard that it was going to be on at about seven or half seven, and we weren't sure which. So we got there for seven. This was in the Navarque. In, in the Navarque. And then we thought we'd get ourselves a drink and sit down and wait for it. We were in good time. Yeah, we got there nice and early. Can I just say, you were like <clears throat> at your peak, like oh, yes. in this Navarre camp. Um, like you did loads of deals. But then, mm. Yeah, because I'd had a bit to drink, so my confidence had really, like... I'd, yeah. I'd had a bit of game, a bit of alcohol, and I was like, I can talk to people. Yeah. I can do this. You really, like, managed to get some good <clears> stuff. I sold some herbs, I sold a potion. Um, Lapita's got... going to be there e four with a 10am can of Stella. You know what, yeah, I might just have to be drunk the entire weekend. Because <laughs> get some march of courage, Daniel. Yeah, self-medication, like, you know, why not? You'll come away absolutely loaded. <laughs> exactly, on the Monday, like, I'm glad I've booked it up. <laughs> Um, and I also had the the best moment of my life when with that drink that we got. Honestly, from... I didn't even have it, and I felt like it Do was. Do you remember what the bar was called? Yeah, um, it was the Drunken Goose. The Drunken Goose um, sort of cocktail bar or tavern, yeah, whatever, in in Navarre. Right next to where they do the songs and story time, their little um, story circle. Story circle, yeah. yeah. And they do so many drinks. Because you wanted something like a rum and coke, which they had yeah, on the menu. So I you got made that. it safe, which was, um, I, I regretted. And then after you'd ordered it, I noticed. Yeah, um, Kerry was balling. Yeah, I so basically, it was chocolate I'd, milk, coffee and vodka. And it was a beautiful. Yeah. And you were bawling, yeah. so you we're, just we're go all back. my drinks, didn't So you? we've now decided to, out of character, have a night where we get chocolate milk drunk. Um, yeah. So that's going to be fun. But also, we'll definitely be going back there next time. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely trying chocolate milk and vodka and coffee. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, what a combo. Oh, I might just be beautiful. having that during the day. <laughs> just like a frappe with a bit of vodka. Yeah. Frappe with a kick. But then uh, the most exciting part of the cocktail was where we almost entirely missed it and then realised that it had been going on behind us for, what, half an hour maybe? Or however long it's like, yeah. wait a second. <clears throat> A lot of noise over there. There's a lot of brass coasters freeborn in that corner. Yeah. Wait a second. I think we came in at the perfect time, though, because... Don't say it. Don't spoil it. No, we No. Yeah, what what are you going to say? Because we got there, there was a big crowd, and everyone let us go to the front. Mm-hmm. Clearly felt sorry for us because we'd missed some, most of it. Yeah. And we, and we're saw, all short. we saw the climax, let's just say. <laughs> um... And the ending, and I felt like that was the most important. I actually got yeah. to see the physical representation. Yeah, exactly. Of the cocktail, I was mostly mm. after hearing the um, what are they called? Lap noobs. Lap noobs. Sorry, without saying, because I always want to call them noobs at lap. So that's because their introduction used to start with the narrator going, "Now to hear what's happened with the noobs at lap." But ah, the podcast okay. is actually called the Lap Noobs podcast. That's why I keep <laughs> getting confused then. After hearing um, them talk about the cocktopus and they didn't give any details, which we shall not give any further details, um, but I was dying to see what it looked like. Yeah, that was that was yeah. the real thing, wasn't it? It was our curiosity to see. I was hoping for you guys, like. you'll get to the, see their other production, the, the Dildodos, because I've seen the production Ooh. of the Dildodos, and that's well, a hell of a play. I should have Is thought it? to um, try and wait around and talk to some of the people who were involved in it, because I'd love to get involved into that sort of thing as well. What, just be like, on the stage? Yeah, I'm. I'm Chucky milk drunk and get on stage. Yeah, get chocky milk drunk, do a sexually innuendoed play. Um, that sounds like a great time. For some context, the night before, we talked about the Friday night, and I hadn't didn't mention this in the first episode, but I bring it up now. We were sat, I was chatting with a few people, and there was someone I hadn't met before uh, whose character name is Lucille. And we were chatting away, um, and we'd been chatting with the late Roderick about his... Uh, his uh, Perspective on the way. So his perspective of courage is just do it, in it. Just mm. <laughs> And his wisdom was just know it, in it. Was it? <laughs> we're just like a howling thinking of the different Prosperity virtues. is just spend it. Just in spend it, in it. it. We were in stitches. It was really funny. And I was sitting across from this guy and he was like, what's your, you know, I'm looking at becoming a troubadour. Do you know one that would be interested in one? We were kind of talking about it. And I was like, it was really cool because I had this really long, I was saying this later, I was like this really long in-character conversation about the nature of the troubadour and how important they are to Dornish culture. And it's like, you know, you a troubadour should pick a person that inspires them, whose story inspires them. And I said, he would kind of say, do you know anyone that would want one? I said, I don't think there is a single knight in the 
in all of Dawn that would turn down the opportunity to have someone dedicated to telling their tales. So I think it's more about you working out what stories you want to tell. And I said, find somebody who inspires you. I gave them, I told them about To Have and To Roll, their mm. story of love, because I thought that might be quite a cool story. That's a very cool story. And I also talked about my story. I was kind of like, you know, not to be biased, but this is me. And I was talking about how <laughs> Tristan came from like a, 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 a humble upbringing, moved through stuff, um, lots of stuff you could find out in game if you talk to me. Um, and then where I'm wanting to be and where I'm wanting to go. And we're kind of talking about it. It's like, you need to find a story that inspires you to write tales, sing songs, tell poem, write poems, that kind of thing. And it was literally probably talking about half an hour, 45 minutes about a fucking fictional world Mm. about fictional archetypes but my heart was in it his heart was really really intensely talking about this um and then later on just before the fight the next day on saturday lucille comes to me and goes i might need to speak to you later where can i find you i said well if i survive this battle uh degavane having a cocktail party at 9 30 um so I'll, probably, I'll be there so you can meet me there also i had a little a, a yo folk friend <laughs> Yeah. Lots of friends for Sir Tristan. I had a young folk friend who was doing a favour for me, which I can't say too much about. And I said, Oh, I'll be at the Dig of Aid about 9 30 for a cocktail party. See me there. Forgotten I'd said this to both of them. I got very caught up with a lot of stuff. And then we all rocked up after being from the Star Bar, turned up to the Glory Square. And I said, First person I see is Lucy. I was like, Tristan, Tristan, are you, are you, are you free? I was like, Oh, yes, of course. Sorry, I'm so sorry, of course. And we start talking. And then my young folk friend goes, Tristan, we're supposed to meet half an hour ago. I went, how have I become so popular? I was like, oh mm. yeah, it's poor time management. So, <laughs> so I was kind of like... It's just a shame you're not this popular in the real world. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> but I said, look, can I please speak to you in a moment? I just need to speak to this guy and then I'll speak to you. And they were like, yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah, absolutely fine. Um, so they kind of backed off and then I spoke to Lucille and I had this awesome moment where he asked if he could be my troubadour and I was like, "Ah, Yes. Oh, it was amazing. It, was it awesome. felt like a marriage proposal. It was honestly, it was a beautiful it was very romantic. Do you get a marriage proposal almost every time because he offered you a ring. He I gave got, you a ring you want. Yeah, that's true. And then yeah. the E two was full of proposals. People and you were like, "Are you a hugging man? Can I give you a hug?" <laughs> it was beautiful. Very cute. So now I have uh, a troubadour who is uh, on the road with Tristan to Zenith as we speak to fight the Druge and tell my tales. I kind of mm. want to fight your troubadour against my accountant. <laughs> Just like a monkey knife fight. No, with a I would never disrespect my troubadour to call them monkey at a monkey knife fight. That says all I need to know about how Uncle Nietzsche sees his. Love you, Reiner. Um, and then I spoke to uh, this other UFOC person, um, Emrys, and we were kind of like, they were doing a favour for me. I apologise to them profusely uh, for being they late. They were miffed. They were miffed, but they also provided me some wonderful information and then continued with us for the rest of the night. Um, but yeah, that was a real highlight for my weekend was Tristan came away with a troubadour and we're going to have a chat about what that relationship looks like, what kind of stories there are. I need to send my backstory so they can spin me a glorious tale and what kind of battles we have on the road and stuff. Um, and then the rest of the night was mostly drinking. Thank you for listening to Laps and Taps and we'll be back next week for part two. <laughs>